if you are fully vaccinated, you can resume activities that you did prior to the pandemic. Fully vaccinated people can resume activities without wearing a mask or physically distancing, except where required by federal, state, local, tribal, or territorial laws, rules, and regulations, including local businesses and workplace guidance. That, according to the CDC. According to our president, Joseph Robinette Biden, the rule is now simple. Get vaccinated or wear a mask until you do. The choice is yours. That is so nice of him. Now, healthcare settings, buses, trains, and airplanes are all spaces you'll still have to mask up regardless of vaccine status. But the announcement is sure to push the U.S. even further toward full-scale reopening. You think? 29 states have already fully reopened all non-essential businesses, and 22 states don't have mask mandates. More than 1.7 million people have gone through the turnstiles at U.S. airports, and uh, most it's the most daily passengers since the pandemic started. Still not that great, though. And as of Thursday, which was yesterday, today, if you're listening live, is the 14th of May, 2021, 59% of U.S. adults have received at least one dose of a COVID-19 vaccine, inching closer to our president's goal of 70% by the 4th of July. Yay, because you all want to, you know, have some people over for a barbecue. It's so good to see our government catching up with America. I mean, we've talked about it now for three, four, five months that America is not in that dark place anymore. And I get all the variants. I get all that. But uh, uh, it's just good to know that we have a choice. And the rule is now simple. (laughs) I mean, it's simple, dummy. Get vaccinated or wear a mask until you do. The choice is yours. (laughs) Oh, man. Thank you so much. Here I, I thought we were living in America. Well, whatever. What do I know? Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. It is Fat Pile Friday, by the way, so we gotta get to it. Don't eat the snow. This is just a warning. Don't eat the snow. Especially if you're at the ski resort uh, in Montana, the Yellowstone Club. It's the Big Sky Club located near Yellowstone National Park. Uh, They are applying for a permit to use treated wastewater to make fake snow. (laughs) Yay! So you're going to be skiing down uh, slopes of poop. Yay! Now, it's uh, an outside-the-box idea, said Rich Chandler, the environmental manager for the club. Is it rich? I guess so. Now, it remains a controversial, really, uh, yeah, it does. It it uh, remains <laughs> uh, controversial because the sewage treatment doesn't remove the pharmaceuticals and the traces of prescription jug- drugs that make the snow once it melts away and then it just makes its way into the waterways. Huh. I mean, Alex Jones told us that years ago. It makes the freaking frogs gay, right? I mean, a shrimp aside. <laughs> Now, according to a 2017 study by the United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization, and who doesn't believe everything the United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization says, they found that only half of the pharmaceutical compounds were removed in the water treatment process. It noted that the evidence suggests some of the chemicals could affect human reproductive systems, too. Huh, just as studies have shown on aquatic life. Now, that's this is actually what <laughs> Alex Jones was talking about the way back in 2017. Now, you know, by the time it melts and goes into the ground and goes gets back to the groundwater, is it diluted more? Probably, and that's probably their argument to make it happen, right? 
and modern wastewater treatment plants mostly reduce solids and bacteria by oxidizing the water? Oh, really? Yeah, but they weren't designed to deal with the chemical compounds. Oh, well, that's kind of kind of weird. So the application is under review by the Montana Department of Environmental Quality. You can bet, uh, I'm sure they're not owned by the rich ski resorts. <laughs> not at all. What I found interesting here, though, is that there are about a dozen other clubs that already make their slopes with poop snow. Now, it doesn't say if the clubs are all in Montana or if it's around the country. That would be a little interesting to look at. And maybe we might have to delve into that on Chewing the Fat. I'm going to look into that this weekend and maybe give you a quick update on uh, Monday's Chewing the Fat. Because I'd like to know where those other clubs are that are allowing people to ski on poop. Man, does it sound fun. So anyway, just a reminder from Chewing the Fat. No matter where you're at these days, don't eat the snow. So when you think of the city of Chicago, what do you think of? The Windy City, right? And what is that, the, the third largest city in America? Certainly, you know, top two, three, four cities in America, Chicago. And, I mean, they've got a wonderful mayor in Lori Lightfoot. And, sure, you might think, oh, well, I think of murders. Well, you know, that wouldn't be a surprise either. But, according to Orkin, the pest control company, uh, Chicago is the rattiest, yes, the rattiest city in the U.S. for the sixth consecutive year. Congratulations. Congratulations. Now, the Chicago Animal Filter uh, has decided to help a little bit in their rat problem, okay? So the Treehouse Humane Society has kicked off a program where they're going to release feral felines into areas experiencing rat problems. The shelter says only rescued cats who cannot thrive in a home or shelter environment or cannot be reintegrated into their former colonies are used for the Cats at Work program. <laughs> They are going to place uh, more than a thousand feral cats onto the streets of Chicago. And they already have been doing it. They've already been releasing thousands of cats in Chicago. And apparently, uh, since it's the sixth year in a row that they are the rattiest city, uh, maybe we need to release a few more. <laughs> Just saying, okay? Uh, it doesn't seem like it's doing that good of a job. So if you're in Chicago or planning to, you know, Stop by the old Windy City. Uh, just be prepared to see wild cats out there uh, hunting for rats in the rattiest city in America, Chicago, Illinois. Congratulations, Chicago. For those of you that are listeners and uh, full subscribers of Chewing the Fat and have been here for a while, you know that I, uh, I did predict that Ellen DeGeneres would be gone. There's no way uh, that she was coming back after all the toxic workplace allegations. Well, according to Ellen and a new interview, she claims and uh, says that it was not a toxic workplace environment that led to her ending her talk show. Uh-huh. But she, instead, uh, she blamed the... <laughs> she blamed the climate of hatred under former President Trump. Ellen, 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 what are you doing? Just finish up your shows and go away, okay? I know you're having problems with the wife. I know you're trying to prove that you're still this nice Ellen DeGeneres person, but nobody believes it. We got it. You were mean at work. I'm okay with it, to be honest with you. You're Ellen and you're working. You've got a monster show and you need people to do what they do. But a lot of people do not appreciate the toxic workplace environment that you created. <laughs> Now, she was asked in an interview from Savannah Guthrie on the Today Show if she had trouble making the decision to end her show. And, of course, she said she thought of ending it way back in 2018 because of the hatred during the Trump administration. <laughs> She'd really been struggling with it for a while. You know, she was going to stop. Remember, it was always part of the plan 
Uh, she wanted to stop after season 16, but, you know, gosh darn it, they talked me into coming back for another three years and paid me a bunch more money, so I decided, okay, what the heck? <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Now, she also went on to say that uh, she was a victim of clickbait headline writers. Of course, Ellen, you were the victim. Of course you were. And she was the perfect, this is Ellen speaking now, uh, it was too perfect to cast her as a villain after she took on the motto, be kind. Was it, Ellen? Was it? Guthrie asked her what she would have made her motto if she could go back and change it. And she, <laughs> it's so funny, she said, go F yourselves. <laughs> oh, Ellen, you are winning over more people than you know with statements like that. <laughs> sure, your ratings suck now. Uh, you know, for Ellen ratings. And sure, there's all those accusations about a toxic workplace, but it was the climate of hatred under former President Donald Trump that caused you to finally needed to end your show and what happened to you. Really? Was it? I mean, when did she sign her Netflix deal? I mean, she got like $20 million for the Netflix deal. Was that? When the heck was that? She, uh, DeGeneres signed the deal with Netflix in May of 2017. Correct me if I'm wrong. Was that under Donald Trump or was that under another president? 2017. When was that? I, I don't remember, uh, who was president in 2017. Maybe Ellen can refresh my memory, but things were so bad under that climate of hatred and Donald Trump, that she just signed that Netflix deal for $20 million. And that's when I decided, you know what? I'm just going to, I don't want to, but I'm just going to sign another contract for three more years on my show. It wasn't the toxic workplace environment that ended everything. Wow, are you people dumb? <laughs> Ellen, I told you earlier in the week, just finish up what you're doing. Go back to your little gated community with Oprah and Harry and Meghan and live your little private life with your wife if she still wants you. I know you two are, you know, assumably having a few issues. I know you had to sell the dump in Beverly Hills and move in with Courtney Cox for a little bit while you were working in L.A. Times are tough, I know. But you'll have to go back to Montecito now and just live in your gated community with all the other, you know, people who are victims like Oprah and Harry and Megan. Maybe that's that neighborhood. Maybe that's the Montecito neighborhood, the victim neighborhood. That could be the, that could be the sign outside the guarded gate of Montecito and their neighborhood. Neighborhood of the victims. And I mean, for sure, it's a neighborhood of victims. You saw uh, Prince Harry uh, and Megan uh, has lamented the genetic pain of Harry's upbringing and compared royal life to being a zoo animal. Oh my gosh. Now he was on some, uh, some show, uh, some podcast, not chewing the fat. Although I would talk to Harry. Uh, he's busy promoting, you know, the new show he and Oprah are producing and out there. We talked about the other day on chewing the fat, but he went on to talk about, uh, the people responsible for uh, questioning the value of coronavirus vaccines for healthy young people were all male and all white. Oh, okay. His decision to share his mental health story came from a place of courage. Some quarters of the media, Harry lamented, of they appeared to think he could not be suffering because he is privileged. He explained uh, a lot of genetic pain and suffering got passed on to him by his father, Prince Charles. And he went on to kind of indicate that he had in turn been badly parented by the queen and her recently deceased husband, Prince Philip. Well, suddenly, I started to piece it together, said Harry, and go, okay, this is where he went to school, and this is what happened, and I know this about his life. I know now that this is connected to his parents, so that means he's treated me the way he was treated. So how can I change for my kids? <sighs> so here I am. I moved my whole family to the U.S. That really wasn't the plan, but sometimes you got to make decisions and put your family first 
and put your mental health first. That's just him promoting this show. He needs, uh, the, oh my gosh, these people are sickening. He's not telling you his true life. That's just ridiculous. I All he's doing is promoting the new show. Oh, and by the way, don't forget to watch my new show. You know the one on Apple TV Plus that begins later this month titled The Me You Can't See. Yeah, uh, don't for, be sure to watch that. That's just agony. I don't have a problem with them promoting their show, but to do it while throwing other people all under the bus, Harry has had a great life. Could he have been depressed? Sure. After marrying Megan? Absolutely. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. And that Megan deal, man, that has got, that has got Harry. She is, whew. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, you know, I've said, I've said enough. I've said enough to know I've said enough. <laughs> I will say this though. William needs to take Harry by the back of the neck to, you know, one of the back rooms of the castle and say, dude, what are you doing? Just making a lot of money, Bill. You know, me and the wife and Oprah, and we're all victims, but we're all making a lot of money in our victimhood. Oh, okay. Well, how about you not throw grandpa and grandma and dad under the bus? How about that? Huh? Well, they're royals, so how about you not throw grandpa and grandma and dad under the rolls? Huh? All right. Some good news. Uh, Amazon is uh, planning on hiring 75,000 warehouse and delivery workers at its U.S. and Canada facilities. I mean, that's really good news. If you're looking for a gig, the jobs are going to offer an average starting pay of $17 an hour in accordance with its recent wage increases for 500,000 workers, according to a company statement. According to the great pay, robust benefits available to new hires, they're also going to offer a $100 benefit to new hires, a whole hundred bucks to new hires who come to Amazon already vaccinated for COVID-19. Man, that is so good. That is so good. Now they're gearing up at the biggest shopping day of the year, June Prime Day. So they have yet to announce the date of the annual sale, but it's coming up. It is coming up. Other companies uh, across the country have also been uh, you know, looking for, looking for workers. They're looking for people to work. So if you need a gig, now is the time. Chipotle, McDonald's are all in big hiring sprees. Uh, Chipotle said they uh, are giving incentives to hire 20,000 workers, saying it would increase wages 15 bucks an hour. Wow. Now, now Amazon didn't say whether they were having issues with hiring. Mm, I doubt that they are, but it's very possible. Well, especially when they're looking to you know, hire 75,000 people. And, uh, you know, you're talking about Chipotle and McDonald's trying to hire, you know, an extra 20,000 workers. So many of the Amazon job openings are in uh, Arizona, California, Colorado, Georgia, Illinois, Kentucky, Maryland, Michigan, Minnesota, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Washington, and Wisconsin. So if you need a gig and you live in one of those states, I would say if you live in any state, man, uh, in that Amazon, that'd be a good gig for a little while, wouldn't it? What do you think? 17 bucks an hour starting out with benefits? Heck yeah. I'm loading up some of those boxes. No doubt about it. Move over, robot. Let me load that bad boy. <laughs> Speaking of Amazon, as you see, uh, they're making a big deal out of Amazon justifying their spending of $465 million on the Lord of the Rings series. I'm sorry, it's not the Lord of the Rings series. It's just Lord of the Rings series. One season, $465 million. That better be a damn good show, man. And I know that they're all wound up. How could you be spending all that money? Hey, it's Amazon. I mean, they got, they, they're, look at all the money they're spending on employees, let alone now they're going to, you know, they're making movies and they got Amazon Prime. Hello. Uh, I know the Amazon Studios chief, Jennifer Salk, she defended the amount. Uh, duh, it's her deal. Of course she's defended it. She said that, oh, other people are. Uh, other people are spelling, uh, spending a lot more much money on titles and they're doing it like Netflix. 
Uh, they're spending, uh, you know, $469 million on two sequels for Knives Out. Uh, the market is crazy right now. You saw that with the Knives Out deal. Uh, this is a full season of a huge world-building show. And, uh, you know, it's just unbelievable. And the, the budget, it's really building infrastructure and will sustain the whole series. Okay, we got it. <laughs> we got it. Okay, I know you've been in bidding wars. Uh, they're Jennifer Salk, Amazon Studios chief. But, you know, $465 million for one season. Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, uh, the series, the TV show. Better be good, man. I better be do some serious production on Lord of the Rings. Amazon is spending that. $465 million on one season of Lord, on Lord of the Rings. You think they'd spend a dime on My Son Hunter, the movie, that Phelan Macklear is trying to put together with crowdfunding? You can pay. I, we got to talk to Phelan today. I'm going to call him when we uh, when I go into the break room. I'm going to call Phelan and see if I can uh, hook up with him today on Chewing the Fat just to see how things are going over there at MySonHunterMovie.com and uh, just say a quick hi and Find out how things are going with Phelan. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. And then I'll, you know, give a call to Phelan. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, so I gotta have another sip of that, man. That is good, good beverage. <laughs> Goodness gracious. All right, well, as long as I'm feeling pretty good here on uh, here on uh, Fat Pile Friday, here on Chewing the Fat, thank you so much for coming along for the ride. Appreciate it. For those of you that are subscribers, you know uh, you're appreciated here on Chewing the Fat. If you're sneaking, you're listening, and not a subscriber, uh, you need to turn your life around and uh, quit freeloading. Nobody likes just a freeloader, okay? Nobody likes that. But, a freeloading subscriber? Yeah, we love you for that. So just subscribe to the show, okay? I don't care what platform you use. Just become a subscriber to Chewing the Fat and tell your friends and neighbors. And if you're a subscriber or a freeloader, uh, you should still subscribe to my uh, social media platforms at JeffyJFR on Twitter, Jeff Fisher Radio on Facebook and Instagram and whatever is going on over there at Parlor. And, of course, you can subscribe uh, to my YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher as well. New content going up there quite often. Just need to subscribe to that. Uh, it's a couple things to get off my chest. Uh, there's a light in my area that I drive through every day when I go to the studios. And it is always red. This morning there were nine cars waiting at this light. And there is never a car going through the other intersection. Now, it's a seven-lane road, all right? Three lanes going one way, three lanes going the other way, and a turn lane, okay? The other road with that crossed the cross street is two lanes. <laughs> and especially at 4.30 in the morning, no one is going there. And there we sit. Nine cars, gas prices going through the roof, nine cars idling, losing gas, sitting at this freaking red light and it goes through the full cycle so i beg of you if you know or are city managers please 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 pay attention to the process of the lights in your city and make sure that they are on a upgraded sensor motion sensor or time sensor or maybe even blinking red and caution especially during the overnight hours i know we've talked about this before it drives me insane and it is everything i have in my being not to come up to that light and stop look both ways and go and i know this area that this light is in 
is uh, is the police in this area are, well, what's the word I'm looking for? No, I don't want to use that word. They're uh, diligent in their ticket writing. So I, I know for a fact that 4.30 in the morning when I run that light, he's going to pull, get pulled over. Yeah, man, red light. I just ran a red light and I'm going to get into an argument with them, reminding him that it's 4.30 in the morning and there was no traffic and there's nine freaking cars sitting there with our thumbs up our asses waiting for that light to turn green and it never turns green until it runs the full cycle of both ways like it's in drive time. So please fix your lights in your cities. Please, 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 please. And one more shout out to Sam's Club. I went by there yesterday again. I'm going to, I know... I know I'm beating it up, but it drives me. Please, if you work for Sam's Club, tell, and I'm going to go in and go inside and have them talk with the managers too, because it's really, really, really frustrating. I get what you want to do, Sam's Club, when you are allowing the Walmart Plus members to use the gas station with their cards. Got it. However, I want my own time. I want my own Sam's Club member time. If I'm a Sam's Club plus member or whatever the heck they call it. I need to have my own time. Like, let's say the gas station opens up for me, you know, an hour earlier, an hour later, whatever the case is, but I want my own time. So, you know what? I'm just probably just going to email Sam's Club and Walmart. (laughs) I'm sure they'll read it. Oh man, I can, (laughs) you can count, count on them reading that. Oh, yeah, they'll read that. Uh, today, Angelina Jolie's uh, latest movie drops. Those Who Wish Me Dead, uh, available in theaters and on HBO Max. So we got that look to look forward to this weekend. I'm actually, it should be good. It's an action movie. She looks looks like she's going to be, uh, you know, running through fires and uh, shooting and killing people. Should be a fun ride. And it was filmed, I was reading an article on it the other day. It was filmed in 2019. It was filmed before the COVID uh, world hit. So, oh my gosh, people are going to be close to each other and they're going to be talking to each other and stuff in the middle of a fire. (laughs) Right. But they got it in in 2019. So uh, it's going to be out. It should be fun. And I see where Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead dropped 15 minutes of it. It was originally reported that it was the first 15 minutes of the movie, but I watched it. It looks good and fun, but it doesn't look like it's 15 minutes of the movie. It looks like it's you know, the beginning of the movie and then, you know, some montaging, but it looks great. And of course it's the government, uh, you know, which causes the, the, uh, the dead, but, uh, looks like fun. looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Zack Snyder's army of the dead and it's in Vegas and I see where Vegas thinks they're back. Uh, they are back, man. They say they're, you know, 2020 of course was, you know, unprecedented times. But 2021 has brought pent-up demand back, man. People are itching to get to Vegas and let loose. So traditional and newish sectors of the U.S. gambling industry are seeing the benefits. Yesterday we talked about Chrissy Teigen. And her bullying of uh, Courtney Stodden, uh, who was then 16 years old when when Chrissy was, uh, I'm sorry, allegedly bullying her. And sent her private death threats and all of that. Well, today we find out that Target has now pulled Chrissy's Cravings cookware line from its website. I don't know what you're going to do without Chrissy Teigen's cookware from Target. But I mean, I'm, I'm guessing you could probably get it. I don't know a lot of other places because uh, you can still get her cookbooks uh, on the Target website. Good man, do I want Chrissy Teigen's cookbook? Man, do I need her recipes? But according to this story, they made the decision in December to no longer carry the cookware because they want Target wants to focus on brands we develop, which means. Um, and can only be found at Target, which means uh, they don't get extra money from Chrissy, and Chrissy's stuff can be fought, bought somewhere else. So that's for sure the reason. However, uh, they pulled it 
like right now. So it had to do with the, uh, it had to do with the Snowden story. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I saw where <laughs> Candace Owens, uh, had tweeted out, uh, at Target has removed Chrissy Teigen's cookware line from their site after she tried to convince multiple women to kill themselves. This is a good start. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not good for Chrissy. Gosh darn it, Chrissy. I know you're trying to do better. And you said, we talked about it yesterday, how she talked about how not everyone has an opportunity to, to do better. And she does. So, gosh darn it. I, I hope it works out for you. Another person I hope it works out for. Not really. Samantha B. Uh, she's billed as a comedian. Ooh. Uh, if she's a comedian, then I don't know what I am. Maybe I'm a workout host or something, but she does a 30 minute, she does a show on TNT. How she does a show. <laughs> I don't know what they're paying her, but it's too much, but she did a special, which, you know, I'm sure more people know about the special now that I'm talking about it than actually saw it. So I apologize. But she works, she has a TBS deal. I may have said TNT. She has a TBS deal. And she did a special called Full Frontal. And that's her show on TBS, if you weren't aware. And then it's good, too. And if you get an opportunity to see that show, it's funny. Funny? I mean, funny. Uh, she had a special that she did for TBS called Full Frontal Wants to Take Your Guns. Wow. Uh, according to Full Frontal Wants to Take Your Guns, uh, gadgets like lasers to create the illusion that this death trap is a video game or toy. They try to emasculate those fragile men who are drawn to guns. Oh, that's who's drawn to guns? Fragile men? Okay. All right. Uh, she likened guns to a van with all safety measures removed and equipped with spikes and other dangerous add-ons meant solely to kill as many people as possible. Guns are cool as hell, but no one should have them. Um, this is uh, America, Samantha. But according to Richard Marks, the musician who was featured on this special, and I bet you he was great on it, referred to the Second Amendment as outdated and useless. Man, how's, how good does that make you feel about Samantha B and the, the loving of America? I'm sure she'll say, I still love America. It's just the Second Amendment and the guns, right? And at the conclusion of the episode, B called for the action to be taken against guns, saying, just effing do something. Good night, everyone. There you go. You don't need to watch the show. That's all you need to know. Agonizing. Oh, we have the we have the Preakness this weekend. Yes, and Medina Spirit will be there. Uh, well, at least as of we're uh, as of this time, uh, we tested. Uh, you know, all the tests were negative. Uh, the preliminary test for him to race at the Preakness. The second test for the Kentucky Derby has not come back yet, which is. You know, incredible. I saw where he's facing a lawsuit by gamblers. <laughs> I'm guessing that lawsuit will be on hold uh, until, you know, until the second uh, race come back. We'll see. Um, we'll see. And then, because uh, they still get to keep their money. Uh, it's the owners that have to pay back money anyway. Uh, I mean, I don't know why they're, what they're testing him, why, why they're suing him. It's really weird. Uh, they're saying, uh, claim a serial doper who was part of a larger horse racing conspiracy. The plaintiffs claim there are conspiracies between Baffert and other owners and or trainers to commit the above described acts to engage in illegal gambling and or host horse doping through a pattern of racketeering activity. Well, good luck proving that. <laughs> and by the way, uh, beta methazone. Uh, just the, uh, you know, the ointment, uh, is not, you're not doping the horses. I'm sorry. And we found out that it's legal at some race tracks anyway. So good luck with proof of that. And I see where some of the other, you know, trainers are uh, sticking up for Baffert saying that, uh, you know, they should have just the, the 
people who tested the blood should have just poured it down the sink. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. But, you know, okay, I mean, if saying that means that if they, if they can prove that that happened in other races, now you're back to the lawsuit, right? Of the, uh, you know racketeering activity from horse racing but he's going to be at the preakness anyway and it'll bring a lot of eyes to the preakness which is what horse racing needs by the way <laughs> it's just an incredible story i mean he denied it so much down the wire and then you know we had the funny story about you know the pot the possibility which of course was a stupid joke about eating the hay that the trainer peed on then taking cough syrup but Baffert for real just denied it. I mean, hardcore and then came out and said, well, yeah, you know, then there was this ointment we've been putting on the horse. And, you know, that, I was told that that probably could have, you know, caused the, caused the test to be, are you that dumb? I mean, you can't be that dumb, Bob. Come on now. You're training multi-million dollar horses for multi-millionaires and you are, could have been the ointment. I was just informed that it was possibly the ointment that I was rubbing on the horse up to the day before the race that could have caused the problem. So I just wanted to be forthright. Did ya? Did ya? Agonizing. Did you see also... That should be the title of the stupid show, Agonizing. But it's really, I mean, he's, you know, he, and he was, you know, victimhood. It was, they were out to get him in the first denial. I mean, it's just the world of victims now, man. And, you know, he hasn't claimed that he's a victim yet, but he is a victim of, you know, cancel culture, at least the attempt to cancel him. Zach Wilson, the number one draft pick from the NFL this past year, uh, just a little bit ago, uh, you know, did you know that at one time he liked a tweet supporting Donald Trump? <laughs> oh, man, they are ready to take him down. He liked a tweet supporting Donald Trump, that bastard. And I see where his mom is in trouble for an Instagram post. She's now made her Instagram private, but she did an Instagram live bashing Disney and wearing masks. <laughs> and she called the establishment mask holes. That's awesome. Now, and she's in trouble because she said it was hotter than a whore in church. That is Awesome. Now, look, Zach, and I think I said he was the number one draft pick overall, right? He was the number two draft pick. Sorry. Uh, but uh, he, you know, he's a big star now, right? So mom can't quite, mom's got to take it easy. You shouldn't have to. I know that. But you do. You kind of got to think a little bit about what you're doing, mom. You're not just mom to Zach, the college quarterback anymore. Your mom to Zach, the, uh, you know, number one draft pick for the Jets and playing in the NFL. And he's a big star now. And plus, how dare, how, how dare you talk about this restrictions put on people to save lives at Disney? So we only made it about four hours today at Disney World because my family kind of hates amusement parks. First of all, it was harder than hell out there, like a whore in church. And Disney, you're kind of mask holes. I'm not going to lie. Always up in our business. So <laughs> always up in our business. <laughs> you're always mask holes. You're always up in our business. Now, that's funny. But uh, you know what you're getting into when you go to Disney. It's not a surprise. They didn't just... Throw it up there and surprise everybody. They've made it known. So it's not really a surprise. And if you're, uh, you know, from Utah, which is where Zach was playing at BYU, I'm guessing the Wilsons live in Utah. Um, you know, Florida is a little warm no matter when you go. Plus, she said that uh, she kind of, our family kind of hates amusement parks. Well, then what are you going to Disney for? There's plenty of other things to do than uh, go to Disney, uh, you know, and especially if you're not, you, A, you don't like the heat, B, you don't want to wear masks all day in the heat, uh, and yes, Disney, they are mask holes, but it's on the gate. 
they you they tell you, hey, and I believe that is on the gate. Hey, wear mask holes. You got to wear them all the time. <laughs> Just incredible, man. But hey, mom, back off. All right, make that account private. Stop your whining. Don't make it public. Zach is a big wig now. You got to keep your mouth shut. Oh, I bet you she's mad about that, man. She is mad about that. <laughs> okay, so I did uh, contact Phelan Mackler. And he uh, said, yeah, let's go. So let's take a minute and find out what's going on with my son, Hunter movie.com and which you can go to and donate to and help get this movie made because there is no way that Hollywood is going to help this man make this movie. So, uh, I'm looking forward to talking to Phelan. All right. So I wanted to have a quick little chat with Phelan Mackler, uh, who is, uh, putting together uh, my son, Hunter. The movie, you know, my son Hunter movie.com, by the way. Uh, Phelan, how in the world are you? Good to see you. Thanks for joining us on Two in the Fat. Uh, we're doing good. We're out here in California waiting for the summer to arrive. I don't know when it's going to happen. Well, it's a new world, though. You don't have to wear a mask. It's all it's a wonderful thing. Uh, oh, well, I mean, I think in, uh, in California uh, now they've decided they're better than the CDC, <laughs> which is pretty bad, by the way. And they're, they're now going, hey, hold on. You know, don't think you're just getting away with your freedom that easy. Nice. We might, you know. So listen, who knows whether I, I never wore one anyway. But um, you, you know. bastard, you bastard. So anyway, Phelan, I did a story uh, yesterday, and we talked a little bit about uh, Hunter's uh, new uh, Chinese spy lover story. And yes. all I could do during the whole thing was think, mysonhuntermovie.com, rewrite. mysonhuntermovie.com, rewrite. So, uh, you know, when last we spoke, you said you were busy, uh, you know, adding and taking away stuff. So, are we, I mean, we're gonna, we got to add the Chinese spy, right? Oh, yeah, Hunter, Hunter's <laughs> Chinese takeaway. Um, always leaving you wanting, wanting more. Oh, oh thank uh, you. Thank you. <laughs> yes, no, I mean, look, the problem is we have to cut so much. I mean, I, I'm... And I'm in daily, more than daily communication with the writer. And, you know, I'm saying, you got to have this bit. And he goes, like, it's just too much. Like, we're, we're just leaving so much on the floor uh, of, right. of Hunter's stupid, crazy life uh, and stupid, crazy, corrupt life. Um, uh, because you, you, couldn't, you couldn't make most of this up. Uh, you know, th this is a guy who, you know, who, whilst searching the carpet of the Chateau Mormont, for for crack cocaine for crack. Yeah. And, and and you know that they may have dropped and sniffing parmesan instead of crack cocaine because he just he thought it was he thought it was crack cocaine yeah. there's a guy who Burisma decided uh, was the perfect person for their board of directors at 80,000 a month uh 80, that's not including expenses this is a guy who a chinese businessman gave a $80,000 diamond ring to who gave a $100,000 credit card account for it. This is a guy who wrote in his emails, 10% for the big guy. And his right. business partner said, the big guy is Tony Bobolinsky. I mean, how do you fit all this in a movie? I, I don't know. I mean, that, that's, <laughs> that's where you come in. How do you fit that all into the movie? I mean, you've, and you've got the guy, you know, making babies with a lady that nobody recognizes. You've got the guy making babies with a lady who he acknowledges. You've got the guy, you know, having an affair with, uh, you know, Bo's, his brother's, his deceased brother's wife. I mean, it's incredible. And then sexting his deceased brother's wife's sister whilst he's having an affair with the That's deceased awesome. brother. Yeah, no, he's, you know, he certainly was energetic. I mean, you yes. know, in terms of energy, perhaps they wanted him on the board for energy. But, you know, uh, so, yeah, it's, 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 I mean, that subject you t touched upon, Anne, uh, my wife, Anne, who's, who's our co-producer, she's very, very upset about the uh, disowning of the child, the, the yeah. ghosting of the child. It's, it's, it's a terrible, terrible thing to do to a young, innocent child. I mean, he has a baby. He has a child now, actually. She's, she's a child yeah. now. And, uh, you know, w with this stripper, you know, uh, and, and he's not acknowledging it he, uh, uh, because the Bidens are obviously above all that. And, sure. And it's like, you know, he, even in his book, in his book, if you go to the bio in his book, 
It's a lie. The whole book is a lie, right? The whole book is a lie, right? Because we know more. We know as much about Hunter Biden as he does himself now because of our research. We know all the lies he's told in the book. But the first, not even the first page, before you get to the first page, there's a lie. In his bio, he says he's the father of three children, or three girls. And he's not. He's the father of four girls. Right. He has a girl with a stripper in Alabama, and he has never seen that baby Joe Biden talked about his grandchildren from right. the podium and ignored, uh, on his inauguration, ignored that child. This child is set up for a world of hurt. This is the grandchild of the president of the United States. And you think it was, you think it was the 18th century and this was some kind of slave child that was going to disgrace. Right. You know, they're the progressives. They're supposed to be into all that stuff. Thank you. I mean, Hunter even said in the one interview, and I forget with whom, but he talked about how his dad, the president of the United States of America, by the way, calls his grandkids every night. Uh, I don't think I don't think a former stripper baby is getting a call. No, 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 no. He's lost that number, and and you know that that's going to be in the in the film. Let me tell you, awesome. Anne would have, Anne would divorce me if that isn't in the film. <laughs> so you know, we, we want to tell the truth, and we want you know, and it's great. People are really coming up to the plate, too, especially your Excellent. listeners, actually, and your viewers. People are really coming up. Um, you know, we're, we're almost at 800,000 we've raised now for the movie. We're sending, as soon as we, um, I, got, I got version eight of the script yesterday, and it's just one little page that I want a little few changes made. And as soon as that's there, it's going out to actors. When you've got 800,000, you can send it out to actors. You can pay deposits for locations. You can hire Excellent. production companies. So this is... Um, this this is uh, uh, you know it's t- we're, it's time to make a movie and right. uh, we still need the money to come in. We still, and your listeners, as I say, have been wonderful. But once we're at this level, I know that we're going to make it. It's a marathon, not a sprint. It's coming in gradually but consistently. And, and obviously, it, obviously, we you know you can make your donation at uh, mysonhuntermovie.com, which uh, you know we're more than happy to accept. Uh, to get this movie made, I'm really excited about it. I was thinking also when you speak of uh, you know getting ready to uh, going to be able to hire actors and stuff. Uh, I know we touched on it one other time, but a guy was thinking again yesterday <laughs> as I see the story on Fisher Stevens apologizing for playing an Indian character in a movie and how he regrets doing that. And I thought, here's a man that is apologizing for a character he played years ago in that stupid robot movie, which, you know, though everybody saw was a huge, it was a fun, stupid movie, but now he's apologizing for that character and regrets it, dude, how, I mean, how it's going to be difficult to find some people to work in your. Yeah. But actually, you know, we have some interesting names. We have, we have Lawrence Fox, who's English, who's British and who is totally, on board with free speech. He ran as the mayor of London. Good. He's very interested in playing Hunter. Good. And he looks like Hunter. And, uh, you know, he. You know, listen, if there's if there's a, an opportunity for a fat guy, Hunter, uh, you know, I'm here for you. I see you I'm more. I see you more as East European henchman number four <laughs> in, the, in the strip joint. But, but look at okay, this. I'm fine there. Yeah, by the way, it means you get to spend most of the shoot at a strip joint. Thank you. I trying know. to get into character. I'm a fan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'll involve a lot good. of research. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. But that's good, though, right? I mean, now you are actually uh, in talks, and you know, have some people. We are. We are in communication, and we have a big, big actor who I can't name who's excited to play Joe Biden. But we're not. We can't release that name yet. Um, but if that was to come off, so I mean, of course, it's all scheduling too, and it's so many different things. Sure. If that was to come off, it'd just be wonderful. I am. I'm really excited, and that's good to hear. Because I was, as I was list, reading about stupid Fisher Stevens, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, why we have actors apologizing? And that means, I mean, that's even harder and harder. And another example of how Hollywood is not going to make this movie. Yeah, no, no. Listen, big, big tech, help. big tech suppressed it. Big Hollywood suppressed it. Yes. Big media suppressed it. You know. And by the way, I mean, I don't know why people. I mean, I suppose. How do you play? How do you play Joe Biden? You just become a blubbering idiot for ninety oh, yeah. minutes. No, um, and uh, maybe I don't know if people will apologize for that or not. But no, it's a great role. I, I spoke to someone about the Hunter Biden role, an actor, and uh, who was nervous, right? Who would love to play it, but was nervous. Different actor, yeah. and he said, you know, 
Certainly, you know, you, your career might be finished, but when you accept the role, you'll be the most famous actor on the planet for a day. You know, I was like, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, there is well, that. Well, more than a day. Way more than a day. Yeah, well, when the announcement comes out, you know, but it's a big role. It's a good role. And, and the same with Joe Biden. It's a great role. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I'm looking forward to it. So uh, all people have to do, and uh, by the way, I mean, I know I do commercials for the for the show and for your fundraising for the movie. So, uh, you know, full disclosure, but, yeah. uh, my son, Hunter movie.com. And, uh, you can donate, you know, 10, 20, 40, 50, hundred thousand million, whatever is in your heart to donate to help get this movie made. Right. I mean, you're willing to accept a million. Uh, totally. Totally. Um, okay. if you're going to give us a million, don't uh, send us a check. Cause the credit, cause it's a credit card uh, processing fee, but you know, but uh, no, no, we have, you know, people have given, thousand dollars to ten thousand dollars you know people That's have given fantastic. decent decent amounts of money and and continue to do so uh you know as you say people people are just fed up with the lies yes. and, uh, and and you've been great you've been wonderful and uh you know you've been phoning me saying we need to get this movie me and i'm going i know i know <laughs> so uh, but I, I'm, I'm serious i'd love to have you in the show actually it would be just a laugh. <laughs> well i haven't smoked enough crack to become hunter yet so yeah. I'm still, uh, you know, the overweight uh, stripper guy, henchman number four. I'm good with that. Well, great. you know, we can promote you to henchman number two, right? <laughs> don't, don't tease me. Don't tease me <laughs> with a job like that. Phelan Mackler, mysonhuntermovie.com. Thank you. I just wanted to touch base and see how it's going. I it's, think of you guys. So every time I see a stupid story, I think of you guys. I mean, I really want this movie to be made. Well, for I'll you. tell you, I'll tell you one thing. My son Hunter is, uh, my son Hunter is, or, uh, the Hunter story is not going away, and it's it's mysonhunter.com. mysonhunter.com. Yes. But yeah, the the story is not going away. Like this guy is just the story that keeps on giving. Like he's he's no kidding. Uh, he's just and he's living over there. He's literally live. I can literally you know not quite see his house from here. You know, and he hasn't moved out though. Right? No, no. Uh, believe me, I I be, I call over regularly. <laughs> that's awesome Phelan thank you so much man take thanks, care of yourself thanks, we'll talk again soon mysonhuntermovie.com <laughs>